0: Welcome to episode 222 of Saturday Football Uncensored brought to you by Saturday Down South and Texas Pete. In today's episode we discuss early signing day and the bowls for the week. You can find the show on our website saturdaydownsouth.com and Apple and Spotify. Don't forget to join us for the live recording of the show every Sunday at 8 Eastern Time except for this Sunday cuz it's Christmas Eve on the Saturday Down South YouTube page. As always, please go share the pod with your friends and now here's the show. Right, 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 right. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South in Texas Pete. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me as always, my co-host, Chris Marler. Chris, National Signing Day. Gets crazier and crazier every year. Actually, no, I think think the Pete crazy was the Travis thing. The Travis Hunter thing
1: is crazy. I've forgotten about that. I know you have not. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, like... I think this is probably the craziest early signing day we've had in a while because of flips and stuff like that. I think we're starting yeah. to see like what Nil can can become. Mm-hmm. like you you had a tweet earlier today about like, I think kind of nailed it on the head, which was there's a difference between like, all right, we're gonna recruit these kids and we're gonna promise them Nil money and, we're, and they're gonna get this amount of money from like day one. There's a whole new thing. And this is what happened a lot of times in the Wild Wild West recruiting for years and years and years, which is like, hey, I don't know where I'm going to go. And then it's signing day or like the day before signing day. And someone's like, all right, well, here's 50K. So that's what happened with Jalen Waddle. It's like the exact amount. And like all of a sudden it's like, you know, all right, well, this is where I'm going now. And then everything is the good.
0: Signing bonus.
1: Yeah. And, that, and that's what's happening with NIL now, like with like some of these schools. I I feel like so like we have some like tidbits and some like actual behind the scenes info I think that I've like gathered from the past couple of days and I'm I'm gonna share um, some pretty like I don't say juicy stuff but good stuff and and good information I think that it's stuff that wouldn't be shocking but at the same time it's always I just I, the, the only part of recruiting that I enjoy is the fascinating dirty side of it.
0: It is dirty. Yeah. Um, How are you doing today? Speaking of. Yeah. I mean, look, this has kind of been, I I texted you this earlier and I'm a firm believer that there's a handful of teams in the country. I would say those teams are probably the top four teams that you're looking at right now on the, uh, two, four, seven team rankings, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio state, Texas. I don't know if Texas is there quite yet, but there are a handful of teams that can basically pick and choose who they want and get them whenever they want. Yeah. And you're seeing evidence of that on signing day pretty much every year where these yeah. massive recruitments, you know, once Rayola flipped from Georgia, I was like, okay, so they just, their budget that is already the highest in the country for recruiting just went up. And there's a kid in their backyard that I don't feel so great about anymore.
1: <laughs> it, it sounded like, and, and what you're talking about is KJ Bolton, right? Yeah.
0: KJ Bolden, and he told he told reporters today that he knew three weeks ago that he was going to Georgia.
1: And Hugh Freeze had a comment today that was basically like, "We were told two days ago he was coming here." See, that's one thing I do wonder about because, like, remember was it Gene Smith that brought up the fact that it was like, "He's like, you know, you have recruits that are asking for five K for a visit, like, that's <laughs> right. where this is headed now. Like, you're getting you're getting paid just to visit, which is crazy to me." Um, I mean, you know, when I committed, when I committed to MTSU, there was, I had been recruited by 16 or 17 D1 schools my junior year, and I remember, like, I, Florida State was one of them, but was the heaviest three, it was Florida State, Ole Miss, Richmond, Damn. uh, we would have been at school them.
0: at the same time, that would have been crazy,
1: that would have been crazy, I remember the, the three that recruited me the hardest were Bama, Clemson, and Vandy. So my entire junior year, I, I think I've said this before, I was, you know, I was, I was getting handwritten letters and, and handwritten Christmas cards and, like, all this stuff from these coaches, and it was awesome. And I, I went on a visit to Vandy. I chose to go the weekend they played Bama in football, uh, which is just nice. a sign of things to come, of course. But, um, but I remember going through all that recruitment, and then, like, my senior year, I never grew. My arm never got better. So I was like this first baseman who could hit for sure. I was like an okay runner at the time. I wasn't wearing soccer cleats and running a 6'6 yet. I was running like a 7-1 or 7-2. I didn't have a ton of power. And so like it just started to kind of dwindle away because it was like, okay, this kid's got a lot of upside and he can hit. But then also it was like, why is he DHing on his high school team? Like, why is he not playing a position? Like, why it was like all these things. And then to be a thousand percent honest, this is not me making excuses, but something that happened every time there would be a conversation that would happen about like, what's his family life like? My, my head coach was very honest and it would just be, well, his dad's a fucking nightmare. Like his dad, his dad's a huge issue. And yeah. and that would happen. Like, so they just started dwindling away. and I'll never forget when I went to commit at MTSU, I had like, they might've been the last school that had offered. Like it still had, still had the offer on the table. And I called him, I was like, Hey coach, I forgot his name. And I was like, well, you know, I'm committing, and he was like, "Okay," like, like <laughs> Barry, like, "You're gonna be a 1st walk walk-on, dude. Like, you're gonna have academic money, but I don't know why you're fucking calling me. We have a game in like two hours, so, <laughs> um, you know, it, like, obviously, that's that's just my recruiting story that I, I want to share. Um, the stuff with with some of these other coaches, like Hugh Freeze, got on the like to the plat or the presser today and was like, "We were told a couple days ago we had a kid that was coming. I wonder how much of this, like." the dirtiest part of this in my opinion the absolute dirtiest part is i wonder about some of these kids that are just trying to fleece schools where it's like hey like drop a bag and i'm i'm coming to visit or i'm 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 going to you got i got i got you coach like i'm going to come there and then like have right. no intention of doing that cuz you're going to get paid either way so there's not really a reason oh, yeah. to do that but you know there's people that are are doing that just trying to get money
0: 100% i mean that's that's the name of the game and Fact of the matter is is that at least when it comes to the head coach, these kids still aren't making anywhere near what they are. So, yeah, they're probably yeah. told it's whatever. You know, get yours, get get what you can while you can. Um, yeah. It's crazy. Recruiting is crazy. Something's mm-hmm. going to change eventually um, with just this whole schedule. Because um, you would think the coaches could take a breather, but now the portal is going to heat up because there's going to be positions that were missed. You know, for every club for the most part. Yeah. And I don't have to go out of the poor to fill those needs. So um Well the, it's the not thing to stop is for too, this on this day next year,
1: the first round of the playoff is happening. Like on, on, on we're recording this on December twentieth. On December twentieth of twenty twenty four, there will be a playoff game. There there will be four playoff games played that's wild that is wild so they're gonna that, have to know, go. that's gonna be wild too to sit here and think about like all right we got the fucking toastery bowl at 3 p.m on tuesday and then on wednesday it's like we got four fucking playoff games let's go the famous toastery bowl yeah i, I don't know what what is a toastery
0: i don't know what famous toastery is to be honest i think it's i think it's a restaurant
1: perhaps i think it's like is it like a pastry
0: i don't know like a breakfast place maybe
1: all i think of is pop tarts
0: yeah i don't know i don't know but um yeah so as of right now and we're recording what what time is it about four o'clock yeah um georgia bama ohio state texas florida state round out the top five florida state won't finish there because they're about to lose their other five star D lineman to miami at six o'clock tonight what yeah that one that one's been in the works um but to finish out the top 10, Oregon, Miami, Auburn, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. Any Auburn, noticeable yeah. programs not in the top 10 currently that you're surprised by?
1: So I think we need to look right outside the top 10. I thought Tennessee would do better. I thought LSU, after what they did last year, would do better. Yep. Florida has had a...
0: They've had a nightmare. Oh. Like, And DJ Lagway's coming up. I think he's sticking, but... I don't, they had I, they've had six top 150 kids decommit or flip somewhere else since November 11th, and their biggest recruit in the class outside of Lagway, LJ McCray, decided today that he's not signing until the late signing period, which cannot be a good sign for Florida. No, also
1: when Ryan Williams is signing between. Auburn and, and Bama. And, and now there's fucking freed up money that they thought they weren't going to have for KJ Bolden that now they can put on Ryan Williams. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, so that that's like, like, on three, um, and I, we'll jump all over the page like on, on where to go from this. One of my least favorite things about recruiting, one of my least favorite things about recruiting is fans arguing about, like, he's not a five star. He's a five star on Rivals or Scout. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Like, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So we're, we're going to go from two four seven, the two four seven composite on three. We'll jump all around. On three had their top twenty five classes. There's thirteen of the sixteen teams in the SEC are in the top twenty five, which is kind of wild. Um, uh, I, I think that what is surprising was, I mean, Florida was third in this class for a while. They were second for a while, and they're they're yeah. dropping down to fifteen. I I genuinely feel bad for for Billy Napier because I don't know what he's supposed to do. Like, like he he didn't create the schedule, he didn't he didn't create the mess that he walked into with with Mullen. I, I don't know what he's supposed to do. I, I, like, and I'm not saying that as like, come on, guys. Like, what else is he supposed to do? I'm saying I genuinely don't have an answer for what the solution is, for what that guy is, is supposed to do because he he's losing everybody. If he loses you, DJ
0: Lagway, his only hope. Yeah, I was about to say his only hope is they held on to Lagway and he's like an absolute superstar, like right away. But, but is what is are the chances back? of that? I mean, just... like, right? Merch it. is it's coming. Up. Up. Yeah, I, I don't like, know what they're going to
1: do. Lagway is from Texas. It's not like he's like some Florida like kid that grew up there, right? Like, like, and every and, and he's had a tremendous senior season. I think what's helping them the most is that like they were on him so early, and now everybody seems to realize how good this kid is. Like in in some some one, I don't know which one it is. But in one of the fucking rankings, he was the he jumped up to like the fourth best player in the country. And and there were people that wanted to vote him at one in some cases. So he's he's jumped up a tremendous amount. Um Lincoln Riley is still all over him. But here's the thing too. If you're if you're Lagway and you go to Florida, merch is the starter for next year, right?
0: Yeah. I mean so he do there.
1: What like what what are you what are you doing there?
0: The... I mean, I think the best you could hope for is you come in for a select package of plays, utilize the athleticism. That's really like, unless you unless he just comes in in spring ball and is just a lot better than merch. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I, I just be. can't see it. Um, maybe we'll be, and then merch still has a chance to transfer. Um, Michigan, like for all their success, down at 16, that's kind of surprising. USC, I thought during the NIL era with Lincoln Riley going there, yeah. would recruit better than having the 17th class. Um, I don't know. Outside of that, there's nothing too shocking to me. I think Florida, LSU is a bit surprising. Michigan, USC are kind of my big surprises. Yeah. And as I'll far tell you
1: in, another one, real quick, Tyler, how about the fact that fucking Texas Tech has the highest ranked recruiting class in the Big Twelve?
0: Yeah, that's going to be an interesting. That's going to shake out weirdly over the next few years. Like, who do you think is going to rise to the top of that league now? Colorado. You think so? I mean, maybe I don't
1: fucking know. Um, I I will say there's like this, and I kind of go back and forth on this. Kansas State. Yeah, I mean, like from a coaching and development standpoint, but also here's the thing too: why the fuck would you want to go to Manhattan, Kansas? Five stars has never gone to Manhattan, Kansas. Right. I I mean, that's always been like a developmental place. I feel like where you just like you, you're really good. You have really good coaches. There are, like, one of the arguments that against NIL, um, or about NIL, I'll say, is this idea that there's going to be way more parity. And if you look at On3, I think there's a little bit more disparity, like, a little bit more parity from, like, some of the top guys. But, like, there's some pushback on it because it's like, okay, like, we're, you know, you're supposed to have parity now with NIL because it's supposed to even the playing field, blah, blah, blah. I hear one more fucking person say, like, Saban can't pay for recruits anymore because everyone can, so now he's no different. And, like, just shut the fuck up. But, like, you say that the NIL is going to be different, and then you look at the top three classes, Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, which is Same what every year. Is every single year. Texas yeah. at four. Florida State at five. Um, I mean, Auburn has had a tremendous day uh, up there yeah. at eight. But, like, so I, I see all of that, and I think it's really, really impressive. And and I get the argument maybe against it, but there's 32 five-stars, Right. And just going through some of this, this class, I, I wish I, I should have wrote down the actual
0: number of it. But you have, let me count it out. 16, 16 of them are in the top, amongst the top four programs. Yeah. Right. True. But what. 10,
1: 11, 12, 13, 14. damn I've scrolled up too fast. Hold on. We're going to start it again. This is good radio. One, two, three, four, five. Six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen they did go to seventeen different schools i think that's really big because in the past you would see like the five stars one it was consolidated a lot of times the sec and then texas like i remember counting this last year with you and it was like i think there was like thirty three or thirty something like that and I want to say 23 or like 25 were from Texas in the SEC. So yeah. there is more disparity that way. Um, you know, like you look at a place like Mizzou, Mizzou gets a five star. They, they taken some kids from OU, done a really good job with their class. But I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem like much has changed when you look at like the top 10 to 12 teams.
0: Yeah. I mean, the rich get richer i mean i think we've been saying that on here right
1: yes i know you're just fucking like seething right now about the case we did a whole podcast where we opened up about we opened the show talking about kj bolden like like committing to fsu
0: oh yeah no it's uh it just sucks it just sucks the way it goes down and i mean i get it um Sometimes you got to keep these things a secret. So, like, Georgia was trying to keep that a secret for the last three weeks. So, yeah. Florida State wasn't onto it. But, like, their whole recruiting class, like, all your plans fall apart with no time to make up for it. Yeah. Now they have a really good DB class. So, that's actually the one position they could afford to lose at. But and it's just, it is, it is what it is. It's a dirty game.
1: Yeah. We and we haven't, but we talked briefly about Dylan Rayola potentially going to Nebraska in the last pod. We haven't talked about the things that have broken over the past couple of days, which is Rayola is gone to Nebraska. He wrote a fucking poem, Tyler.
0: I saw that poem. Chad GPT wrote it.
1: What did you think about that?
0: Oh, was, dude. I mean, I, don't, I've, I have the same opinion as everybody else. It's just lame as fuck. <laughs> it's lame as fuck.
1: That's one of the weirdest. Who Who signed off on that?
0: Hey, that look, like, like you I said, what? UGA might be dodging a bullet with this one. Yeah,
1: people got real mad at us about that video.
0: Yeah, like they thought we were Georgia fans.
1: Yeah. Also, you hit on this well before I did. Like, you you were so far out ahead of this that I didn't even realize it was a thing. But Cope and Copium is the new rent-free, and it's so fucking oh, yeah. stupid. It's so fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah. know, say- Copium yeah. flowing through this.
0: What? Especially if it's from like a Nebraska fan, like cope. It's like, yeah, all right, dude, I'll cope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> three straight losing seasons, or no, is it like, is it like six straight losing seasons? They haven't gone to a bowl okay. game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they haven't been relevant in thirty years. Well, I don't know about
0: that. That's but yeah. That timeline's pretty accurate.
1: Thirty years.
0: three?
1: Ninety five They won. They won. I mean, they they were in the national okay, championship years. Yeah, that's fair really bad um here's something that'll depress the fuck out of you do you know that oh. that we're we're equally as close age-wise you and i we're equally as close to being 56 as we were 18 dude what why that's not even that's, not, that's, that's why does that relate i don't know i'm just saying <laughs> just thinking about the other day what? What <laughs> I got in that whole Ryan Williams, I'm going to kill myself thing. And then I started thinking about age and how I'm watching this show on Netflix called Leo. And it's about this iguana that's going to die. It's just been a tough day. You
0: know, not for you know, What do I care to. about what these 18 year olds do? And then, and then you were like, I'm so far away from 18 that I could may as well be 56. <laughs>
1: I don't think I'm going to make 56. I don't, I, don't know. I mean, also, I need to share something and I shouldn't, but she's not going to listen to this anyway. Oh, God. Allie got a new bed. Okay. Okay. I just want—I want you to tell me how you would respond to this. Allie got a new bed. Okay. It, it's like a
0: queen size bed. Okay. I would have gone king personally.
1: One, I've lost weight in the past couple of weeks because I got sick, very sick. Okay, so I'm not the weight that I told you off air, which we're not going to bring up. Okay. Good. But, the, we're, we're progressing towards the goals. Yeah, exactly. And like, okay. and we're like, we have lost a ton from that number. Allie's mom said, you need to go to Home Depot and get another reinforcement pl- like plank or beam because, mm-hmm. and I quote, Chris is a big boy. And if he's going to sleep on that bed, you don't want it to break. Damn. What in the actual fuck? It's like... That's a tough one. She said that in front of you? No, I've never met her. She oh. said it to Allie. It was even worse.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's tough.
1: Yeah, that
0: one's gonna be tough anyway. to recover from. I think she should go king.
1: Hmm. Anyway, um, so signing day, you already went over the classes. Um, I don't really want to go winners and losers thing.
0: Uh, like yeah, and it's not I, really I, completely done yet either. So
1: yeah. And, and there's, still, there's actually a couple of dudes that are going to sign in like Ryan Williams signing in February is pretty big. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's interesting. I do think Auburn had a really good class. So here I'll give you some of the Intel that I was, I was given, um, talk to one of my people at Georgia. Who's like a very good source. And he brought up the fact he was like the Rayola thing they thought was going to happen. Like as sort of like, you know, like as of last week, um, they are also convinced that Ryan Williams is going to Auburn. Um, and then he said something that was confirmed from him. And then another person that is, that is like not an Auburn source, but it's a source in the state of Alabama that has never, it's, they've been wrong about one thing they've ever told me. And it was that Brian Parson was going to get fired. But they also told me every single part of the lead up to that, that was completely accurate. Um, so it's like someone that I trust. And they, they were, they work with a lot of these recruits. They have relationships with a lot of these recruits. They are around them uh, at the coaching level before they go to college, okay, if that if that helps. Um, they asked, like, some of the parents from this one very, very well-to-do, like, school in Alabama, they said, what teams and colleges are, are the ones, like, that are, that are throwing around the most money? And they were like, every single one of them said Auburn. Said, it's Auburn, and it's not even close. And the quote we heard from Hugh Freeze a couple weeks ago, which was, I don't think I've done a great job with the transfer portal. You know, we are trying to focus on more on high school stuff and, and kind of building these, uh, this like thing from the ground up and and whatever. That was not him actually having some sort of self-awareness and saying like, Oh, I've, I've done a poor job at this. It was, this is what the direction we're going in, which is they are trying to build this thing three years out and, and getting it from high school kids and across the board like to a man every every person responded with Auburn, and it's not even close to the amount of money they are throwing around and the actual quote i was given was it's like the stuff we heard from a&m type money that they're throwing around right now
0: yeah yeah i heard the same with when, when, when in regards to the kj bolden recruitment i heard significant figures being thrown around um that's when I kind of knew if they, if they had any credence to them, that Florida state was gonna be in trouble because it was something that they would never offer a kid. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to be a player in recruiting going forward, as long as they have that mentality and we'll see, you know, clearly like not even a shot, but Hugh freeze is willing to do whatever it takes (laughs) to get recruits. Um, wow. So yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, it's not like Auburn had a great year. They got blown out by New Mexico State at home like a month before signing day. Yeah. Like, And yet, you know, that they, didn't seem to affect them much. No, that's a really good point,
1: by the way. They got blown out at home by New Mexico State a month ago. Like, this is what I, this is what I always tell you. Have you seen Auburn fans on Twitter today? No. It, it is the level of hope that comes from these people – on a fucking daily basis is sickening. It's like it's is what I always say that I it hate is
0: positivity.
1: I hate the positivity from this program. They are, it, I say this all the time, and you always, you always give me shit about it. But they're too stupid to insult. Like you can never, you can never keep Auburn down. You can never keep Auburn down because no matter what, you can be like, yeah, hey, your team sucks. They went six and six. They lost to, uh, you know, on fourth and thirty one. They lost to New Mexico State. They'd Be like, yeah, they did. Did you see our basketball team? our basketball team beat LeBron's kid. And then also we got two five stars that are coming in, which is pretty cool. And the boys fought until the end. So you want to share some of this cheese <laughs> or some Like it's like, what? The, this is like the nicest fucking people imaginable for some reason. It's just wild to me.
0: Uh, you want more action? Yeah. Out of them. <laughs> uh, I think we're in our last little stretch of, of, the bowls being kind of whatever. I yeah. still will watch them all, but you know, did we're talking you bet
1: about.
0: On Arkansas any of them? We're no, not yet. Uh, but we're talking about like Arkansas State versus Northern Illinois and Coastal Carolina versus San Jose State. Don't fucking say it like you wouldn't do it. You've been betting on no, every no, single no,
1: game, I, since.
0: dude. I did you see, okay? I lost, I bet on Old Dominion minus six and a half the other day. <laughs> did we talk about that yet? Did you hit it. I texted you during it. You weren't watching it. I know, but we did did we talk about it on the pod yet? No, it was on Monday. What a disaster. One of the
1: worst, I don't want to say beats, but one of the worst unfoldings that you could fucking find.
0: Just unreal. uh, Bowl season. I'm glad I didn't. I usually do this big bowl. It's not against the spread, which would help. But I do this bowl pick them every year. Um, and I decided to sit it out this year. Thank God. Well, I'm ice cold.
1: Yeah, have you hit a single bet?
0: I hit UCLA. Okay, that's it. Yeah, I hit. A, I hit a single bet. So you're like one in six. Yeah. Okay.
1: The committee has just fucked up so many things for you. I know it, it's so I'm bad. So, so if it, I don't even know if you know this part, but. I'm going to save it for the end to tell you, what Tyler's talking about is Old Dominion, who it got down to five, which we all know is my least favorite line in spread in sports. Old Dominion was up by fourteen in the fourth quarter against Western Kentucky. Okay? They were
0: up. I watched the first half. they were up. I want to say it was twenty eight to seven it looked like Western Kentucky wasn't even trying. I was like, oh this now, is this is the best bet I could have made. like this is just a bl- absolute blowout. yeah. Continue. And then, so then um they switched QBs, which this is what what I didn't know about it, because I left work at halftime and I was like, "All right, I, I just I was like, I the the bet is one. And then, I guess well, I, I tuned back in and it was tied going into overtime. I was like, "Well, well, Jesus, man!" Like, Western Kentucky, they they yeah, they, they put swore. in a new QB who who is already he's in the transfer portal.
1: Bingo. That's what I was going to share with you at the end.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: like, I'm texting Tyler this and I'm going, Hey man, you watch this ODU game. Like, tell me you didn't bet on it. And he's like, yeah, I got Old Dominion to buy. Like I got, you know, covering five. Like, why?" And I was like, uh, okay. So things have happened. Uh, they were up by 14. And then like, it, it was, it was something like Western Kentucky scored to pull within four, Like to pull within 14 yeah. and the very first play, Front, like that, ODU had the ball. After that, they throw an interception. Western Kentucky goes right down the field. They pull within seven. Then, like, there's a chance for like ODU to like to, to kind of ice the game and go by by ten and kick a field goal. And it was after they were like very close to the goal line, and it gets it's like a twenty something yard field goal. It gets blocked. It of course gets blocked. And then with like less than a minute to go, multiple like third and fourth down conversions. Western Kentucky's transfer portal current. Current transfer portal quarterback. those, those a, t- a game-time touchdown pass. And then – and I, th- I want to say it was on fourth down, Tyler. They tie oh. it up at the end of regulation. They go to OT. ODU gets the ball first. They get stopped. They have to kick a field goal. And that gets blocked. And then you, there's, like, a brief glimpse of, like, hope. It's like, oh, my – because this is, like – Old Dominion is, like, a, a good team. They're, like, a better team yeah. than Western Kentucky. The reason why they were favored. And all of this stuff is happening now. You have two blocked field goals inside of like 35 yards. You have multiple turnovers, fourth down touchdown. Also, shit. They get they get them to like third down, and and Western Kentucky completes like a 13 yard pass to some white kid. Ends up kicking a field goal to beat them in in fucking overtime, and and loses 38 35. And I'm like texting this in real time to Tyler, and he's just like, "What the fuck is happening right now? It's so bad." There's I, I tell you what though, like. We, we shit on like some of these early bowl games. Tomorrow, I'm excited for USF-Syracuse because I think USF is... If you're looking for like a gambling standpoint, I think USF, even though they're an underdog, is a really, really good bet. One, it's in Boca, so it's already in Florida.
0: Well, dude, so Syracuse fired its coach. Their mm-hmm. starting quarterback is out. He had surgery. Their backup is out. But this was my logic when I bet against Ohio. They had even more than that out, and they won by 20.
1: You got to let that go.
0: I just – I, I don't know how to bet these. I don't know what I'm getting from any of these teams. It is like a power troy game. Both head coaches are gone. For who? Oh, yeah. The Duke-Troy Duke game. The coaches are gone.
1: <laughs> that is, that's like – we, we had a clip from the, <laughs> I, the, I the Bulls review where I, I was like, I was like, listen, the entire point of this show is to bet on the Bulls. The, the title is in the title, bet, on, bet the Bulls. Do not bet on this game. Yeah. There's no reason to bet on Troy and and Duke. Like everyone's gone. Um, Friday, I'm actually yeah. very excited for Georgia Tech and UCF. I think, like from a betting standpoint, I think the over is going to be good. I, I think also a teaser could be a, a good play with because I mean, Tech is
0: sixty-seven and a half in that game.
1: It was at sixty-three when it opened it's just been constantly bet up. Um, Tech, though, I think is a four and a half point underdog. That's come down from five and a half or six. So somebody moving on Tech. I I I, I like. You know like if you if you want to take a teaser on that i I like Georgia Tech to possibly cover Gus Malzon, also three and six career in bowl games. um that's interesting, as far as the other games go, um we obviously won't get too two into them, and we're gonna record, like you said, next Tuesday, the twenty sixth, which is a fun day. there's three games on. ooh fucking Texas State and rice uh, um. Did you daniels
0: one. playing in that game
1: no he's dead oh yeah yeah <laughs> old age <laughs> he retired he, he medically retired from football oh boy here we go um but on saturday there's one two three four five six seven bowl games to um seven bowl games and i mean did any of them jump out to you
0: um, weirdly enough, I, th- I find it intriguing that if Northwestern could somehow beat Utah, which I don't think is a, out of the realm of possibilities, considering I'm pretty sure both Barnes and Johnson, the two Utah QBs are in the transfer portal. I don't know who's actually going to play QB, um, but if Northwestern somehow beats Utah, they would end the season with the same record. Utah and Northwestern, Northwestern
1: has, has had sneaky one of the best seasons of the, in the country after what we saw from the summer.
0: Yeah, and they're seven and three against the spread. Like they've kind of been a machine. Um, yeah. So that one actually—it's in Vegas. You know, it's it's on Friday. So, or no, that's on Saturday. Um, so night game. I'm kind of—I'll I'll definitely watch that one. It's on ABC. Yeah,
1: I think that'll be. Fun I think on, I'll be on
0: Northwest.
1: Like, gonna be hard pressed to get involved. I mean, maybe JMU Air Force—that could be something. <laughs> Oh, man, that's the, the Armed the Forces Bowl. Wait, is it? Hold on. How, how are they doing this? Okay, so that's the Armed Forces Bowl. How about the fact that there's multiple bowl games? There's three bowl games being played in Alabama on Saturday. Whoever's in charge of the Department of Tourism in that state, like what the fuck are you doing?
0: Ooh, The Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama, Arkansas State versus Northern Illinois. That looks awful. I, I don't... Look, I, I love college football. How much would it take for you to, to go to that game? Outside? Outside. We well, get a free trip to Montgomery. So. It's 11 a.m., right? Because that's central time. So 11 a.m., Montgomery, Alabama, at the at the Crampton Bowl. What is it? Cram- it has two names? Oh, the stadium name is the Crampton Bowl. Camellia Bowl. They They have that's a tough one i don't know that i'd be watching that one or i would never attend it um yeah that's fair um hold on uh
1: so yeah and like and you have the birmingham bowl at the same time like i said maybe jmu air force that's that one that sucks so bad last year though the, the armed forces bowl is in fort worth they, they played it at tcu stadium I for, and like oh. who, I forgot who it was, but it was like Baylor was in it or something like that. It was like 13 degrees. Chris Budden was on that game. She said it was like the worst game she's ever seen. Um, yeah, so that's, that's all really all I got leading up until the game. I, I am excited, like I said, for Georgia Tech-UCF. It is odd to see seven games on a slate for Saturday and not get super excited for any of them, which is just kind of where we're at right now. But I will say this too. On Tuesday, we record next week. Um, I think Kansas and UNLV that night is going to be a fun one. Bowling Green Minnesota is going to be interesting. I think Minnesota might get beat. Um, and like I said, Kansas UNLV that's a big point spread, but I, th- I like UNLV in that game. And then once we get to the Tuesday pod, we'll, we'll, we'll record, we'll uh, we'll preview everything that happens Wednesday. A lot of SEC listeners that we have, obviously um, SEC SEC bowl season starts on that Wednesday, December twenty seventh. Uh, that that lineup is good like Vatek and Tulane. Um, and that's also, you got a 2 PM, five thirty eight, and a nine uh, kicking off there, but you have Texas A&M and Oklahoma state, which should be fun. USC and, and Louisville, which is very interesting. Just like, and that's, that's the holiday bowl, which usually doesn't miss. And then Duke Bowl with West Virginia and UNC. So there's some good stuff on And we get to that week where there's multiple games on every single day. Okay. You're freezing. You
0: you're frozen. Oh, good. Um, hey, yeah. No, I'm. I'm looking forward to next. I'm looking forward to the next. Uh, next week of bowl games to be really good. Yeah. Um. All right. Considering the technical difficulties we're having, and kind of the shitty bowl schedule, we'll wrap this one up here. Uh, congrats to your teams. Um, enjoy them for this year. Half of them will be in the portal next year. So negative <laughs> for Chris. I'm Tyler. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.